Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is your uh, sleepy co-host, Brett Irvin. <laughs> Good morning. This is your co-host, Daniel Phillips. Uh, we are a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book every month, and we also talk about everything books and books related. Uh, we are recording early. It's a special episode, kind of. It's a sleepy, sleepy morning episode. It's a, it's a, I wouldn't say, which is, which is such a calm, peaceful episode. Mm. I'm drinking a warm cup of coffee right now and I feel cozy. We all just woke up. It's 11 a.m. Um, we all got up early. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so what's up, guys? Nothing much. So we are recording a few backlogged episodes. Yes, because Parker's leaving us forever. I am. I'm getting on a boat and not looking back. Yeah, so we're we're doing some backlog episodes, but because of that, I don't really have a short story. So I was just gonna because we guys just know. recorded. Yeah, we just recorded. Um, I still have a dog. Still have the the foster dog. He's he's asleep next to me. But I was just gonna let you guys know that I am uh, almost done with my reread of Where the Crawdads Sing for next week's episode, hey. and I finished. The first book of the Codex Alera series. Oh, nice. Ooh. Sweet. That's good, because I did want to catch up on what we were reading, even, even yeah. if we didn't have um, uh, uh, short stories, which yeah. is applicable, because I, too, don't really have a short story. Can you imagine, mm-hmm. since we recorded, like, a day and a half ago? And when we record two days from now from the Where the Crowd Dancing episode, I no. will also probably not have a short story then either. No, no, no. I'm going to have the most exciting short story then. <laughs> So uh, I have a pretty long short story. Um, I'll I'll take over the whole segment. Um, I got some Nespresso pods, and yeah. So I'm I'm also reading uh, Rhythm of War and Where the Crawdads Sing. Wow, yeah, big big short story for Brett this week. Big. I mean, it's technically the longest by a mile. <laughs> yeah, so you're not wrong. This is my segment now. Uh, yeah. Parker, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, well, so I finished I finished Crawdads last week, and I really loved it. And so I'm excited to talk about that next week. Um, but I also just finished uh, Turtles All the Way Down, Ooh, uh, which is a John, John Green, Green novel. Yeah, I finished that yesterday. Um, and that's the... So I'm. it's really weird that my entry into reading John Green was through the, through the Anthropocene Reviewed, his first nonfiction book. Yes. Uh, but something that I really enjoyed about this book was having read his nonfiction writing and kind of getting a peek at how he views the world. You can really see that come into play with his characters and kind of like some fun like self-insert moments and um, even just like how he uh, has dialogue about like the world and the universe and people. You, it, It's just very John Green. Um, yeah. And I, I liked it quite a bit. So, Fallen yeah. Stars is very good. I, I I would like to read Turtles all the way down as well. I uh, I did go ahead and order the uh, John Green collection after that. Nice. <laughs> so That's cool. I'll have all of them. You know, what I'm really excited to read is an Abundance of Catherines, mostly because of the title, The Abundance of Catherines. I think that's hilarious. It's a good title. Yeah. You definitely just took away uh, the crown for longest. Uh, you stole my <laughs> bit already. Oh, I'm so sorry. We do have a quote of the week this week. Yeah, from we do. the quote king himself from the return of the king, which is cheating with Daniel being on this it podcast. It is cheating. 
Um, he, so knew, he knew Zach knew he knows what he's doing. He knew what he was doing. So Zach emailed us um, a return of the king quote: uh, "His grief he will not forget, but it will not darken his heart. It will teach him wisdom." And man, another great love quote. this quote. But that also seems fitting for the grief that he probably felt after being dethroned by Lena last Ooh. week. Um, so <laughs> I, I love this battle. I love this back and forth because he sent that quote immediately after our last episode aired. Yeah. Which means that he he's just ready. He he's not backing down. He he wants the throne. He had that as a draft, ready right? Right. Exactly. So for the first time ever, Zach Dyson, the quote king, has won quote of the week. It's kind of on a technicality because yeah. he's the only one. We're gonna put an asterisk by that one. Uh, yeah. So Zach. So tech. I guess you won, but um but like not really yeah right you 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 didn't you didn't have to beat anybody there was no we'll we'll see what happens once there's some competition yeah right yeah there's no adversity there but thank you zach for sending the quote thank you zach king and lord of the rings you're the best we're the worst i'm obviously gonna pick this cool what are we talking about today so today's episode is a little different um it's going to just say books yeah i did we are we are talking about books thank you brett um in fact, that's all that it's about. We are tossing out um, good smattering of books. Why would I say it like that? <laughs> um, <laughs> so we all picked three books. We are bringing them to the table. We don't know what each other picked. And we are going to have those as options for the remaining six months of the year. And then we will have you, the listeners, pick our books out of these nine. Yes, out of these nine. Um, and, or if you're just really passionate about wanting us yeah. to do a book, send in a book and we will be more than happy to kick off, you know, to kick out one of the books that we have chosen. Uh, but this is this will uh, be an attempt to help us be a little more um, focused, I'd say, <laughs> going forward. Uh, organized even. Uh, and so that way it'll also give uh, you, the readers and listeners, a, a, a chance to pick up the books and know what we're going to read ahead of time um, just so we can have a vision for the next six months. So I'm excited about it. Uh, this one will probably be quick because um, yeah. we are just talking books. Cool. Um, so we each brought three. Would anyone yes. like to start? And we also, we, we don't know what the others brought. And so there might be a duplicate. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyone like to start with their first book and why we should pick it? Yeah, you know, I'll go. Um, No. <laughs> no, as no, I can't go? No, that, your first pick. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to throw in uh, Renegades. It's a Marissa Meyer book. Um, this is the first of a series, and I know we typically try to avoid that, but that's also kind of a hard rule to get around, so I, I don't know. I just feel like we should be fine with first of the series. Break that rule. I'm breaking rules already. I'm really a loose cannon. Um, so this is a sci-fi YA novel about humans with extraordinary abilities who emerge from a crumbling society, which does sound very much like a YA dystopian novel, um, but I feel like we haven't really done any sci-fi this yeah. year or in a while. And I've had it, I've realistically, I've had this one on my shelf and on, on the old TBR for a while. It's got a really high rating um, on Goodreads and I've, I've been recommended it in the past. So, cool. so that's where Renegades comes in for me. Yeah, great. 
I'll go because I, I had a counter argument for this one locked and loaded because it is also a first of a series. And I knew if I went first, I would get roasted for picking a series. And so <laughs> then I was going to talk about how we read Lightning Thief and Shadow and Bone and Hank Green last yeah, year. Yeah, you know what? We just, that's not even a rule. <laughs> and that's Paper not Girls. A rule. That's not, there's, yeah, it's not, <laughs> that's a not a rule. We do it all the time. It it's doesn't a false matter. king. So this is one that I don't really expect us to pick. So I'm going to start with it because it is one that I want to read. But The Assassin's Apprentice, Robin Hobb. It's a fantasy. It's the only fantasy I brought. Don't worry. I didn't bring three fantasy. <laughs> um, but Robin Hobb is the author. She's a 90, 80s and 90s fantasy author. And her work in fantasy has been compared to Tolkien because her fantasy series are not just all like war and battle and fighting. They're it's like really fleshed out worlds and characters and so basically the assassin's apprentice uh it, it follows a royal family the crown prince has a bastard son and the bastard son is the the main character he gets adopted into another royal family who is secretly training him to be an assassin and apparently the characters are just very good and it's been on my tbr for a long time yeah great i mean that sounds nice. good yeah that sounds awesome um i will start with my first one, and that is one we've recently discussed, and that is called Bullet Train. Um, <laughs> Bullet Train. Yes. Bullet oh, train. I forgot about this. I forgot to even put it on my Goodreads. Thank you for reminding me. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one regardless. Yeah. Um. It's again. Apologies for pronunciation. It's by Kataro Isaka, and it's a dark satirical thriller um, about five highly motivated assassins. That where they basically get on a train and then uh, stuff ensues. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, basically like a who will survive, who will make it to the end type. It's a, it's a battle thriller. royale. Yeah, pretty much. Fortnite um, but, the book. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just honestly, the, what got me into it was the trailer for that movie. But if there's a book for that movie, then I am definitely you interested. Want to. I have not seen the trailer and I've never heard of this book until I saw that the trailer existed. It looks so fun and yeah. funny and thrilling. Um, so yeah, Sounds that's great. my first one. Sweet. Is it back to me already? Back to you. Well, we're just, we're actually doing good. We Look can, at us go. We're we doing do good all the time. I'm, I'm amazed. Um, okay. So, so this one, and hey, you know what's funny is I brought another series. <laughs> You're a freaking madman. I brought another series and it's fantasy. We, so I was also thinking, we haven't done fantasy, fantasy this. In a while. We haven't we haven't done one this this year, have we? That seems wrong. It does seem wrong, but I don't know if but I can't I think, think of one. I think we backed off it a little bit because we yeah, did we did. Like we backed off a little bit. Year. Okay, cool. So I'm bringing this one because this one has been so highly recommended to me, um, and. I, I see good things about it all the time. And also the premise just has me super curious. So this one is Jade City by Fonda Lee. And the, I'm going to give you the, the premise that I found or the snippet that I found because I think this sells itself. It's very short, but it's an epic fantasy with a the Godfather and magic and Kung Fu style. That sure. sounds amazing. Is this so a bad I, time to say we did Lightning Thief last month? Oh, wow. We are <laughs> idiots, aren't we? 
Yeah, we are. But this book sounds incredible. Yeah, we no, haven't done really any fun. fantasy. Also, American Gods, I guess, could maybe be. <laughs> oh God, you're right. We're, hey, we're really so we're really dumb is the thing and bad at remembering. But American Gods is more folklore. Yeah, I would say I would count that as like a folklore. Um, and that one doesn't feel fantasy. You know what I'm talking about? Those That's, gods yeah, I, are all real, so yeah. I don't know. Which, I don't know why that would be fantasy. Uh, but Jade City, I've heard a lot about this book as well. Yeah, and also, and also, Lightning Thief um, is based off of a true story, so that one doesn't count. Yeah, that's myth. That's myth as well. Is it a trilogy, Jade City? Yes, uh, yes, it is a trilogy. Um, a finished, complete trilogy. Uh huh. And I've nice. I've only ever heard people rave about it. So that yeah. it's it's been on uh, the old TBR. It actually hit my um, Libby a while back, and I just had so much going on that I I had to let it pass through. Um, but I've been thinking about it ever since. And so I thought, you know, if we have it on the book club, then it'll be two ships, two ships in the night. Exactly. So I brought a, a future book, a future book. That's not the genre just coming out later in the year. You're, you're bringing Sci- a book from sci-fi. back from the future, I'm bringing a book back from the future. So I figured we would want some forward thinking cause it would suck to have a list and then, a, a book comes book out that we really out. want to read. And so, so you did The I Lost Metal by Brandon Sanderson. So you have to read <laughs> seven other books. Yeah, you have to read these seven books first. I brought uh, Carrie Soto's back because... Oh, sweet. Ooh, Ooh, I, like it. I mean, she's fantastic. We got to give her a second chance at Book of the Year. Yeah. It is It is TJR. TJR is back. So if you don't know why Carrie Soto is back, um, I, I wrote this this plot summary myself based on not reading oh. the book and kind of knowing oh, what nice. it's about. Carrie is the best tennis player to ever tennis. She retires as a record breaker, earthquaker, tournament shatterer champion. <laughs> In retirement, someone new comes along and breaks Carrie Soto's record. With the help of her father, she comes out of retirement to reclaim her throne. Wow. Dan, can you submit that to Taylor Jenkins Reid and see <laughs> if she'll put that on the back of her book? That is fantastic. Daniel Phillips. Man, that sold me. Yeah, that was really good. I think that pitch is going to help that all, even though it doesn't need the help, but I think yeah. that's going to give it a really good boost. Thank you. Thank you. A Daniel Phillips original pitch. That's it. Yeah. So uh, I'll go next. My next choice is a, it's described as a marvelous Miss Maisel esque comedy, witty, like observant type uh, book. It's called Lessons in Chemistry by uh bonnie garmus her debut novel and it's set in the 1960s california featuring uh elizabeth zott who's a scientist whose career takes a detour when she becomes the star of a beloved tv cooking show oh (laughs) interesting just sounds sounds really interesting yeah it sounds fun it sounds uh witty and it sounds like I'm also I'm also really plot, glad like, you brought a comedy and and something light because I yes. did not. Um, well, it's uh, I think it's a good mix from from what I've what I've read about. It. It's a good mix of deep themes mixed with good comedy. So I'm excited for that. And it's cooking, so I feel like it'll be another. I think that was one of my favorite parts about. Um, I assume it's everybody's favorite one of everybody's favorite parts of crying in H Mart. And so I just thought it would be interesting to have another uh, cooking book, which I don't know. <laughs> cooking perspective. If that's too many cooking books in one year, but um, 
She's also a scientist. I wouldn't call so crying cool. an age part a cooking book. Yeah, I definitely no. wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it def- I mean, it's involved. You know, That's a okay, part. You know what I'm it. saying? It's like a major theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving along, I. I did, I'm sorry I didn't write my own freaking biography of the book. <laughs> yeah, no, we could tell. Um, moving along, I am going to round out my fantasy and sci fi. And now horror pick. So I, I wanted to hit the big three, um, or, or really my big three, I guess. I feel of like what there's going to be some horror competition. Most inclined to read. I've, um, got, so, I've got some horror. Well. Good. I fig. I figured. So October's uh, I, well, I wanted a book exactly. I wanted a book for October, and this one is uh, another author that we've already read, and I want to give them a, a second chance. And is it also, Riley Sager? It's not Riley Sager. I've heard that this book is phenomenal, and there is a sequel coming out in 2023. So I thought it would be fun to uh, to get on the hype um, while we can. So it's it's called The Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Oh, um, so okay. this is this is Lee Bardugo's. She kind of stepped away from fantasy and wrote a horror novel. And it, it deals with, like, a Yale secret society, like, Hollywood elite, all this stuff. Uh, but it, it's it's a mystery. It deals with the occult. Um, it has a sinister twist. So it's, like, all the good stuff of, like, kind of a, a dark academia magic thing going on. And I'm really interested, and I've just heard great things. So I've also heard it's kind of it's kind of messed up. So I'm excited Ooh. to... to see lee bardugo do a little bit of a genre swap and it's and it's um it, it's apparently really beloved and also like the it went quiet for a long time um because it popped the, off yeah the grishaverse started to get really really popular so uh bardugo focused attention back onto that and started really you know making more and more sequels and series around the grishaverse and so people were sad for a while about like hey are, are we just not getting a sequel like people didn't know and then it finally was announced uh that they are coming out with a sequel next year so nice and nice. i also will give a shout out to maddie there for recommending that one because she loved it okay very nice. cool that's awesome okay so here's my last one is this the big one this is the one i'm most excited to share okay children of time adrian Tchaikovsky. This okay. is a, okay. um, I guess this could be a competing sci-fi with Parker's sci-fi because it is also last remnants of Earth traveling, frontier traveling to a different planet is Ooh, kind of okay. the, the plot. Like but let me give you a snippet as to why. So I like to go into books blind, so I tried very carefully to pull out this plot summary, mm-hmm. but I wanted something else to kind of fill fill the void of what this book is about. So, Children of Time follows a dual perspective. One perspective is, let's just call it present day, Earth. And there's a scientist that has created a virus. And what this virus does is rapidly enhances evolution in primates. And so, what scientists are doing is they're traveling to different planets dropping a bunch of apes on the planet and then hey, injecting them are with you hey, are you pitching Dan, to be planet of the apes Dan. Bear, I, I knew i knew this would happen because hey, i have done this before bear with me for just a second bear with me so the point of this plan is a contingency of for if earth fails 
humanity can go to one of these other planets where evolution has rapidly increased and the planet's already colonized, right? Mm. Are you... So, white bear bothy. The second perspective of the book is thousands of years in the future, Earth is finally failing and Earth's last humans have to go to one of these planets. So they, uh, I believe they get stranded on one of these planets. I could be wrong. I didn't want to spoil anything. So... They go to one of these planets where the virus was injected, but the virus didn't work on the apes. The virus rapidly evolved a breed of spiders that was on the planet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, and are they? So, so in my horrifying. mind, in my mind, they're smart spiders. They're spiders that are like they're, people spiders. I think they're like sentient spider Like eight-legged evolution. freaks. I'm I'm picturing right now a spider, a big spider sitting on a couch with glasses on, all like glasses that cover all like 50 eyes and like <laughs> sipping a cup of coffee. So yeah, basically these, they have a monocle for each eye. Yeah, monocle for each eye. Uh, Earth's last humans show up on this planet. There's no normal looking humans, but they find out this other. If there's not breed. a spider with a top hat, I'm gonna be furious. Hey Dan, yeah. is this Planet of the Apes fan fiction? Um. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, let I mean, I'm on notes. board. No, I did write not Planet of the Apes fan fiction in my okay. notes. Okay. Oh, okay. I was right in the notes. I'm on board with this. I um, was just checking. But apparently it's... Uh, I, I had never heard of it until my favorite TikToker, Evan, on TikTok, Book Reviews Kill, talked about it. And he said it was like one of his favorite books he's read in a long time and like this... one of the best sci- sci-fi he's read and so i was like uh, well now that we know it's i, heaven, I mean it. that goes up like two or three points in my yeah. book so i will say that could also double as a horror october book because it Cynthia sounds Spiders terrifying is a terrifying thought but they're highly evolved they're gonna be nice maybe they're gonna have put war behind them war yeah, they've probably like figured out agriculture and the wheel. So we're maybe Are I spiders wanna... warring in their current state. <laughs> They're highly <laughs> evolved, Brett. What are you not understanding about this? It's not like spiders fact, are just big. It's not. Fact, it's not big spiders. The <laughs> fact that your thought is that spiders' default status is warring. Like, on <laughs> well, that was planet. humans' default status for years and years and years of evolution, and still kind of is. <laughs> I'm talking about spiders here. I know, but <laughs> what I'm saying, there. what I'm saying is spiders had to go through all the stages of evolution to where they had to figure out hunting and gathering and then farming and agriculture and then warring with neighbor spider lands and then eventually set up a spider economy and then got into late stage spider capitalism and are now strangle held by spider Amazon. I feel like spiders are already pretty good at hunting, Parker. Yeah, they got that down. Do you think that they do you think that they're all that there's a spider Jeff Bezos who's kind of ruining their entire economy? <laughs> hey guys, do you think they call their internet the World Wide Web? <laughs> all right, Brett, what's your last pick? I don't even care. I love that joke. Thank you. Um and that's how we're ending. Um so I have brought and I it's just cuz I couldn't decide. I've brought two possible horror books, so we're actually going to okay. make this ten. Oh, look okay. at look at the guy! He's bringing an extra book. Uh, I brought an extra book just because I couldn't decide. Um, no, no, we get it. Them, you cheat. You're a cheater. It's totally fine. One of them is one that we had discussed reading, I think last October or sometime recently. 
Um, and the other is just a classic. So the first one is Stephen King it is Salem's Lot, which I don't think either of you have read, correct? I have not. No. Okay. Um, so it's basically like small town in Maine, obviously, Stephen King. Um, and then there's an evil that... Uh, I... It's vampires. You can just say it's vampires. Okay. Well, that's spoiling it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's Salem's Lot, dude. That's the, cl- that's the most classic okay. Stephen okay. King. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Saying. I didn't, um, I didn't. I didn't mean to. To uh, it's it's vampires. Uh, to back Brett up here, I didn't know that, and now it's you did it for me. You didn't know that Salem Lots. Okay, well, I didn't mean to take the wind out of your sails, Brett. No, you're fine. It's uh, yeah. So I only want to put evil, wind in your sails. Unspeakable evil, and uh, a man and a boy, and a, a small main town, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But I have read it. It's incredible. I'm not going to sleep if I read this book. It's super fun and Just scary. don't invite him in. That's it. You're good. Yeah, it's a quick, that's a quick fix. Dan, never invite anyone in your house ever again, and you're 100% chance to never get killed by a vampire, probably. Okay. Um, and then the second one is, gosh, pronunciation again. It's by Alex Michaelides, and it is The Silent Patient. Oh, cool. Ooh. I've heard great things. Which I know is very very highly rated. Another one that Maddie had recommended, I think, last year. Yep. And basically, it's a psychological thriller of a woman's act of violence against her husband and the therapist obsessed with uncovering her motive. Ooh. That's the blurb on Goodreads. That's um, good stuff. That has me interested. Yeah. I've... It obviously comes super highly rated. Um, I wanted to throw out a classic and a well-liked current book as well. So I just think October is super important out of the six. Yeah. It's it's scary month. I, I'm, I'm here for that. So listeners, this is where you come into play because we want y'all to have full say over what our book picks are. Um, I will say, please don't pick like three fantasies or six fantasies as a joke. Cause that, I mean, that would be funny, but like maybe <laughs> don't do that. But uh, uh, we, we will post these books. Uh, feel free to tell us if any of them or all of them are clunkers and then give your book opinions or what you'd like us to read. Um, and then we will consider those as well. And then we will unveil that uh here in the next month in early july our book picks for the rest of the year yes i think we're aiming for the july 5th episode to yes to do a quick announcement of of what's been picked and schedule out which months for those books yep um all right well that that pretty much wraps this episode up thank you guys for being patient with a short episode uh thank you again listeners uh we just really really appreciate it Zach, as always, thank you for the quotes. Um, other listeners, feel free to challenge and try to dethrone Zach. You can reach us at bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Jacob Robinson for the beeps, the boops, and the bops. Uh, <laughs> and like Maddie Moon for the art of our podcast. Thank you both. And remember, the real books were the friends we made along the way. Yeah.